0: It's time for the Beer Phase. With your hosts, Mark Cox,
1: The only Cox in podcasting,
0: Jeffrey Swan,
2: Softest hands in the South, baby.
0: And Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun.
2: Episode four of the beer phase. We've got a special guest with us tonight, uh Mr. Hain Bagley from Rock Wars GT here to talk about uh some Rock Wars action singings that's coming up this weekend. Hayne, how's it going, brother?
3: Going pretty well with that, guys.
2: So uh so talk to us, man. What uh what are we gonna be seeing? What are we gonna be uh hopping on into this weekend? How how's it looking?
3: Uh well it's uh it's it's looking pretty good. I'm like, super excited about having everybody in. Um got a lot planned, got a lot of demo games going on. Uh, I've had quite a few drops as you might
2: imagine. Um so yeah, that kinda kinda getting, pushed... that, getting in that spot where everybody's like, uh eh, something came up.
3: Yeah, it just uh you know it just becomes less important when it's not something that you're really excited about. But um, you know, it kinda kinda put a strain here at the end on some of the cooler things I wanted to do. Just because I had to do a lot of refunds, but um, what um, yeah, what it's uh, what it's gonna end up doing is just uh, give us more room in the event hall, and it means uh, more price support to a uh, fewer players, so Sweet. not a whole lot uh, yeah, not a whole lot bad for the people showing up.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know the rest of the guys are. Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and start off with the beer phase, and then we'll get into hobby time and cover everything. So. Hey, you're our guest uh so what are you drinking and what are you drinking out of
3: i am currently drinking a uh saint arnold's Oktoberfest that i picked up when i was down at a uh, boom yeah that was yeah, good man it's quite enjoyable and i'm drinking it out of an equinox brewing pint glass that i got mm. from equinox in fort collins colorado
2: nice what about you mark
1: uh, I'm actually doing a two-parter. I am drinking a Deep Ellum, uh Double Chocolate Brown Stout out of a community glass. And the only reason it's out of a community glass is because I didn't have a frozen Deep Ellum glass in the freezer when I got home. And because I spent all weekend yelling, um, I'm also drinking some sake. So I'm kind of double-fisting there.
2: I thought I heard that burner going earlier. It, <laughs> it, 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 it was, sake, and the sake, is sake just getting drunk. drank out of an a shot glass. Yeah. All right, Ryan, what, what are you having?
0: I'm drinking my new favorite beer. It's Thor Hilder from Rognus, and I'm drinking it out of a Rognus tulip glass that I got at the brewery about a year ago.
2: You're not drinking it straight out of the keg? just. No, God, I wish I could. <laughs> my head doesn't
0: fit under the tap.
2: <laughs> Ryan's been swimming in that shit. This so. this
0: is one of the best beers I've had in a long time, and I've managed to procure an 8-gallon keg of it. And Since Thursday, I've probably got 7
2: gallons left. So what kind of beer is that?
0: Uh, it's a Belgian quad at 10.5%, and they've aged wow. it in oak, but I'm nice. not sure what kind of oak.
2: You're going to bring me some of that for this weekend. I will I... Absolutely bring a growler up. I have uh, finally cracked open a bottle I've had for... Months now, just keep on saying I'm gonna drink it, and I'm gonna do it tonight. Damn it! Uh, I'm having Buffalo Bayou Black Raz. I had a bomber of it. Kept on saying I was gonna drink it, and just never got around to it. Uh, open that up tonight. It's a stout. It's eight uh, percent. It's got it's regular Buffalo Bayou with a little bit of back end on that uh, raspberry. With like, not it's not a syrup. It's the actual actual raspberries that are steeped during the second phase. Um, and I am drinking it out of a another pilfered cup. I'm on a pilfered rage right now, so I'm on my Hard Rock Cafe pilfered cup this time, which, I'm telling you, if you want to steal a nice beer glass, you just put it in your to-go container when you go to leave, and you get, you get quite the beer <laughs> glass collection, I'm telling you. Pro tips, pro tips. <laughs> All right, man. Well with with that uh, we'll we'll hit up some hobby time action here. Um, what have you guys been doing to get ready for the imminent rock wars this weekend?
0: I've got a scrag the slaughter conversion that I finished painting about three weeks ago. Um, it's from an old Cromlech demon prince I think I talked about it in our last cast uh, since then I've gotten in an order of mirsha miscasts that are just stuff they cast, and there was an air bubble, or there was a bad mold line. And I cobbled a bunch of stuff together to make a gigantic gorger. My last gorger was big. This one is bigger, because why shouldn't a 40 millimeter base be larger than a giant? It's all about psychological warfare. Um, So I've got (laughs) a little bit to do on him still. He's got a little storm vermin in his hand that I need to paint up, and then I've got to base him and he's done. I should have him done Monday or Tuesday, I hope. And then it's time to start my armies
2: for next year and refresh Alamo terrain. Yeah, I feel you on that. I'm in that same, same boat right now, getting ready to start my KOW stuff. So, I uh, I didn't put a lot of hobby time into mine. I'm just taking pretty much already painted stuff. Uh, Hane is requiring us to have this cool centerpiece model this year. It's kind of like your army's avatar type of a thing. Um, so. I am just taking my Fellblade Lord um, and going to have him be my kind of centerpiece guy, redoing a little bit of the OSL on him because I rushed him real quick to get him done for West Coast GT. Not my best work. It was good, but not my best. So I'm just redoing some of the lighting effect on that to sweeten that up a little bit, make sure I get my max paint points I can get. So other than that, not putting a lot into it because I'm and getting ready to make that switch. So,
0: Mark, have you been up to anything hobby-wise?
1: Uh uh well, yeah, I mean, I I've, I've following my one true passion, my first passion. Uh this past weekend I went down and we had a uh a tailgate that was pretty epic. Um we had between 30 and 50 people show up. Nobody really counted because we were all drinking. <laughs> um and then we went to the game and I yelled my voice to the point of breaking. Um, in the fourth quarter, so thus the sake to help my throat recover. Um, but what I have on the table now is I have to get the last couple of details put on my Vermin Lord for, uh, for Rock Wars. So for the next three or four days, I'm going to be focusing on getting um, his blade detailed out and then going back and Fixing some of the stuff because he likes to fall over because he's a drunk like me. So uh, he's got a couple scratches here and there that I'm going to try and clean up between now and now and Saturday. Hane, are you doing anything hobby related? Yeah, what are you doing
2: hobby time wise? (laughs) Terrain, terrain, terrain. It is
3: everybody on this cast is a TO, and everyone knows that the two weeks before (laughs) that, before your event, you don't do anything. I've been crushing hobby or uh, just dreams with returning lists to people. Um, Yeah. And um, laughing a lot as people send things in, they think I'm going to let in. And then, uh, you know, just uh, rushing around to make sure everything's together. Lots of printing, lots of just fine details. Uh, The only hobby I've done is a war machine. So, yeah.
2: (laughs) No, uh, no, not a bunch of terrain or anything like that. You have to finish up at the last second.
3: No, uh, four years in, and right? uh, yeah. I have enough. I have like eighty tables of terrain, and I'm right. only going to need, a, or I have forty tables of terrain. I'm going to need about thirty-two. So mm-hmm. I, I just sat back and said, "Sweet, not to mess with any of it this year."
1: So, so wait—is this you telling Jeff, me, and Ryan? We don't have to bring any boxes of terrain up. Uh-uh. Great. I do not That'd need anything. No, no, no that's not you telling us that, or no, you're not asking us that.
2: I'm telling you, I don't need anything.
1: All right, sweet a little more room in the uh back of right. the car. Yeah. That's right. Bringing the the more family. beer we get to bring.
2: Right? That's right. More beer. I am going to be bringing beer too, man. <laughs> I I I was at uh I was at our brewery today, uh picking up a a mixer pack so uh I can share some of our home brews this uh this upcoming weekend so people get a couple tasters of of what they missed at uh at Moonshine GT this last year. So Picked up a nice little mixer twelve pack to to share for uh, Friday night. So, speaking of Friday night, by the way, Hane, uh, why don't you tell people what we're gonna be doing Friday night for those who are smart enough to be showing up early? The hookers. Yeah, hookers. No. Totally. Oh, okay. That uh, I mean. So, Mark
3: included. Well, I mean, it's Arkansas cheap, but <laughs> um, so this uh. This year, I have organized a brewery crawl here in Little Rock. Since last year, we've had about, I want to say, four breweries uh, open up within a, a mile and a half of each other in a, in kind of the downtown area. And since the tournament has moved back down on the river this year, um, it seemed like a thing to do, introduce people to beer. It's always been a big part of Rock Wars. The, the first year, part of the draw was, is I had kegs in the event hall. Second year, you have those I kept again kegs again? in the event hall.
2: Yeah. yeah,
3: I have three kegs in the event hall this year. Um, I, I, I tried. I was gonna go with four, but when I had so many people drop, I was like, "Well, I'm not yeah. gonna just spend more money and 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 be left over with a ton of beer." Um And I know Mark keeps telling me that we're gonna you drink it be. all. Yeah, we will. No one will we drink it all yet.
2: So, uh, man, moonshine. We went.
0: There. <laughs> or I'll bring extra growlers.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm in with that.
4: Um,
0: yeah.
2: But, Well, what'd you
1: get? Well, how, 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 yeah, exactly. How how about this? Plus the beers we'll have, and then we can see if my prediction is accurate
3: or not. Sure. Well, and, and I actually think that this year, I think three to 64 plus some support staff, so about 70 is going to be pretty good, um, to get us through Saturday night, you know, and luckily in the event hall, it is, um, there's no liquor license. It's just a, a hall that I'm renting so we can bring in whatever we want so nice. yeah that's a huge deal you can bring in whatever you want I don't have to police anything in fact I'm encouraging it um, the three kegs I went with this year is I went with a keg of Shiner because who doesn't love Shiner bottle? Um I went with a, a keg of uh, Mother's Toehead it's a blonde out of Springfield Missouri and they have a pretty limited release um, and so I don't think you can get it in Texas yet so we have a lot of guys come from Texas a lot of guys from Texas like beer thought it would be something a little different and then I went with a keg. Um, I was trying to get an Oktoberfest, and the only one that they could guarantee me was Sam Adams' Oktoberfest. Nah. So I went with that. Um, I like it. I, I think they've done a good job with it over the last two years. They changed the recipe.
2: It's better um, this year than it was last year, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, and and so I said, you know what, it, it, it's still pretty low alcohol. I really like Oktoberfest. I tried to get some other things, but that's what... It's still a little early, apparently, for a couple breweries for their kegs of Oktoberfest. So yeah, I just did right. that, and um, so
1: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna taper my prediction off. We'll finish two of those kegs.
2: What um, what did a uh, what what was that <laughs> pumpkin be the beer we had shiner. um the other day at that uh, at Chimera? Mark the was it like Southern Tier pumpkin? It was King?
1: it was it was the Southern Tier pumpkin.
2: That yep. was pr- pretty legit. That's was, probably my favorite. Oktoberfest-style beer. Well, that, that that wasn't a Marzen. That was yeah. like a
1: pumpkin beer.
2: It was a pumpkin um, beer, yeah. Pumpkin the, spice beer. This, I like that. This Sam Adams
1: is going to be a Marzen. It's going to be oh, an yeah, Oktoberfest-style totally. beer. Yeah. And Very I squashy. Don't like Sam Adams, so yeah. it's just a personal thing.
2: But a lot of people will. Yeah, yeah it's, drunk beer. Yeah, it's, it's just, easy drinking. I tried to yeah. get a uh,
3: Schlafly Oktoberfest. They couldn't get oh, it. Oh, that would have been fucking. Yeah, awesome. yeah, they 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 told me they could guarantee it the next weekend, um, and I was like, well, I, I want to make sure I have enough beer. And then I tried to get a local Oktoberfest, oh, yeah. and they were like, well, it's all sold out. And yeah, so I looked around, and
4: thing.
3: I was gonna get a like a spot in Oktoberfest, like a, a spot German, been
1: great too. But they oh, don't yeah.
3: have you have you have to have a full system because it's a Euro tap. Yeah, uh, they don't have, 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 have the parts here,
2: the can yep. You gotta have a full.
3: Yeah, system. so I said, well, I'll just I'll take this. It'll it will it will be enjoyable. I think well, like I like it. I know a lot of the guys around here will drink it. And it's it's beer. Sure. So sure. what else we got? Yep. Yeah. Uh so yeah, so those are the three kegs for this cool. year. Um, but we're we're starting out Friday at noon at a local pizza place brew pub. It's the longest running brew pub in Arkansas. Um their beer is it, it just honestly, it, it's a little hit and miss. Um, it's way better right now than it was, say, three or four years ago. Um, they have a real good cream ale. They do a real good stop. They actually do a real good Oktoberfest. Um, but their pizza is fantastic. Um, it's just kind of a hole in the wall. They venue. Um, they have a great patio. And uh, I looked did at the just, weather today.
2: Did you just hear Mark get a boner when you said cream ale? I heard it, and I'm all the way yeah. at no. my house. <laughs> yeah, I, I did.
3: And, and it's funny. <laughs>
1: the more he describes it, the more it sounds like a chimera. Well, and, yeah, exactly. and, I,
3: and I haven't told Mark. I've been kind of saving that. Um, I'm working on, and and I don't know the likelihood of it. We have a guy from Arkansas that went and studied in Japan for two years Ooh. under a master sake maker to learn <laughs> oh, how. Shit. Because Arkansas does so much rice, so right. he's going to yeah, actually yeah. open the first uh, sake distillery in the states here in Arkansas.
1: Is 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 he going to be at Rock Wars with us?
3: No. Okay, good. Because I'll probably
1: skip games to dry hump him if that happens.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to find out. Like, I'm trying to get enough information. I'm trying if he has a place where we could even just go. But I don't know that he has anything set up yet. It was. uh, It's kind of a trying to trying to even find him has been difficult, but we'll see.
1: Gotcha, like a wait and see thing. It's cool, man. That that's really exciting, actually.
3: Yeah, it's going to be super cool. But and apparently he studied under some. Family that's been doing it like 800 years or something and like learnt, went and learned Japanese to do it and all that. So it, it's pretty legit. But so that's the first place. We're going to start there at noon. Um, then we're going to move to a place called Lost 40. Um, and they are um, a pretty large production brewery. They went and they decided they wanted to do a brew. Some guys own restaurants in town. They went and actually got um, the guy who was the head brewer at um, uh, Three Floyds up in Ohio and Mm -hmm. brought and hired him as the head brewer down here he had my attention yeah he's putting out some really really solid stuff so we'll be at their brewery they have food it's really the first kind of actual tap hall kind of brew like tap room in in arkansas or in little rock um it's it's reminds me a lot of like a smaller saint arnold's tap room it's really cool um
1: (laughs) this This is the place I see you go to a lot, right? Oh yeah, I go there all um, the time. I know a lot of guys. This is kind of your like common hangout.
3: Yeah, yeah. They have a. I mean, they've they've they got so big so fast. They were only having three or four brews on tap all the time. Every Monday they do a special brew, but now they they're they're starting to catch up. They they got a canning line now. They're starting to catch up and get more fermenters online and actually be able to do some fun things instead of just having put out what people want to buy. So that'll be our second stop. The third place is called Stone's Throw. It's a, it's a local group of homebrewers that opened up a, a brewery. Um, it's way better than it was. This is their, they're about to have their second, just celebrated their second birthday. It's way better now than it was the day they opened. They were having some, some issues, but they've got it lined out. And um, just super good, super fun, and guys who love to talk beer. So it should be fun there. Um, and so I should say we're, we're going to be walking pretty much all these places. And then we'll walk down to Blue Canoe, which is a, a nano brewery. Um, they only brew for their tap room, and um, uh, their stuff's a lot of fun. Uh, they're it, it'll be real enjoyable, and they're opening up just for us at three thirty. So we'll be the only people in there. We'll be able to really nice. talk to them, yeah, and just kind of kind of get a feel for what they're about. Um, yeah, and oh, then... kind of like
1: you, dude. You lined up like a VIP experience. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah, and oh well. And at a, at a, at Lost Forty, we're not gonna ha- we don't have to be in the tap room. We're actually gonna get the Brewmasters table in the brewery, which is nice. just on the other side of a big window from the tap room. So we'll be there. We'll be able to talk to the brewers. Set up a, a, a cool thing for us. So it should be a lot of fun.
1: Nice. This is fantastic.
3: And then uh, then we'll end uh, after those places. We'll end down on the river at the Flying Saucer. So. Uh, 75 beers on tap, 250 in the, you know, uh, that you can get right there. Um, And then right across from the Flying Saucer, a pizza place just bought out um, the old Bosco's location. If you know Bosco's, they are out of Memphis, and they own Ghost River Brewery, which Rob Fanuff was talking about when he was on your cast last time. So those guys, they they own Bosco's, and then the Bosco's here is closed down, but they own that other brewery, but a a local pizza place bought that, and, and they're doing their own beer there. And the former brewer at Vino's, which is the first place where I start at, Josiah Moody, he is doing gypsy brewing right now out of a brewery in Oklahoma. And his stuff is only on tap at a few places. And one of them is um, the saucer and the other one's Damn Good Pies. And so he's doing collaboration brewing with their brewer at Damn Good. And um, so you can drink at the saucer. You can walk over and drink at uh, Damn Good. And then when you're done, you just walk right over the Main Street River Bridge and you're at the venue. For the 5 o'clock early check-in, 6 o'clock um, demo
2: games and stuff. So
3: it's all going to bring Perfect. us right back downtown. Yeah, it's going to be real sweet. And
2: and it's a flying yeah. saucer. So, I mean, all we have to do is get kicked out of there like we have at every other flying saucer. And we'll be good to go.
0: I've <laughs> gotten kicked out of three of them now. Let's go for number
4: four. <laughs>
0: I've only been kicked out of one. Line it up. My my goal is to get kicked out of as many as I have plates. I'm on plate four. got to keep up.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, side aside from the beer and everything like that, let's uh, roll into the hobby side of Rock Wars and what we're going to be doing on on uh, Saturday morning and what game systems you plan on having everybody see there and demo games and all that fun stuff and basically just pimp out Rock Wars. Why? What are people missing out on this weekend?
3: Well, I think they're missing out on probably the best tournament in Arkansas. And uh, it's uh, it's definitely the best tournament in Arkansas in September. So, <laughs> um, really narrow that bit high, down. Hyper
1: specific on that one.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, we are the largest tournament in Arkansas for the second that's, year running.
2: That's true. It's true. Well,
3: um, you know, Rock Wars is a tournament that uh, if I was able to – Design a tournament and go play it that I would want to go to. Um, I would want to show up on Friday and go to all the local breweries with my buddies and drink beer. I would take an extra day off of that. So I said, you know what? I bet if I do this, people will show up. And they do. Um, I, I said, um, this year, obviously with um, Age of Sigmar kind of dropping and um, – uh, just ruining a lot of people's desire to continue to play games that GW puts out because we're not sure what they're going to do or to to really not move over into that style of game. Um, I said, okay, well, you know, and and talking to the three hosts of this and um, of this podcast and then all the other TOs I know, it was, okay, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, you know, I think the biggest thing is let's just keep introducing people to new games and give people an opportunity to come to one place where they're going to play a game they enjoy and maybe find other games they enjoy. Because for me, once I kind of stepped back from fantasy and started looking, I realized, man, I've missed out on a lot of games because I was really dedicated to fantasy um, for a lot of reasons. Um, I didn't have a lot of extra time. And fantasy is very, very involved. I needed to paint so many models. Um, And so this year, I, I contacted Privateer Press. Well, think about it. I was having a conversation on Twitter that involved privateer press and they said, how can we help? And I said, well, you should sponsor a tournament where a bunch of gamers are going to be that play fantasy, but now looking for other games. And they said, okay. And they sent me tons of for it. I contacted word miniatures who does Malifaux. And they said, Hey, I said, Hey, would you like to sponsor our tournament? We're going to be running demo games of Malifaux. And they said, we'd love to. So they sent me stuff. And of course, Mantic said, yeah, we would love to send you stuff. And so, um, uh, you know, and then I talked to uh, the Mears guys. I said, hey, you guys were awesome last year. Would you be willing to support us again this year? And Ryan Smith is going to come up and run demo games. And they said, we would love to. And so I said, okay, this is this is fantastic. I can offer people more than Warhammer. I can offer them more than five games over the weekend. I can offer them a true experience. Um, maybe, so. you know, how many people do you know that know the rules to Darklands? I know one. Um, and he's going to be here so he can teach other people how many, you know, it's, and it can be kind of, I guess, sometimes inhibitive, um, or, you know, people feel a little discouraged sometimes getting into games, especially new games. I said, okay, well, they already know each other. Let's, let's see what we can do. So we've, we've done that Friday and Saturday nights. We're going to run tons of demos and just drink beer and hang out. And then over the weekend for Rock Wars, um, you know, I, 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 always tried to do something different. Um, I didn't want to run 2,500 points because all the other tournaments are 2,500 points, so I ran 2,200 points. Um, I don't particularly like comping the rulebook, so I didn't. I said, okay, everything's legal, bring what you want. But to balance that, I have said, looked at at a lot of different comp packs and found one uh, that Marcus Pitt puts on at the Merseyside Meltdown in the UK and said, I'm going to borrow this. And... If you take these things, you get bonuses. And so that leads to some really interesting armies. It leads to some really interesting, uh, I think, army compositions. And from there, um, we end up with, I think, a really fun tournament, a really enjoyable tournament, and more than anything, a tournament that is very, very different from what most of us experience, um, even as much as you know the three of us travel. Like quite different than than any other tournament I've been to, and from the feedback
2: I get, people really
3: really enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I like I like the comp pack. It's fun, you know. It's it's comps the armies without actually comping them. You know, you could just not comp at all. You could just take what you want and just know that you're not going to get the bonus points on it. So the comp pack's pretty cool. Um, but what's cool about it as well is it's another one of the tournaments that kind of draws people that. The Texans, you know, we don't normally see all the time. So it's one of those one of those tournaments we can go to and and see probably, you know, 20 new faces or or at least 20 faces that we don't see all the time. You know what I mean? So a lot of people look like they've been dropping out and stuff like that as far as the Midwest guys that, you know, said they were coming in now aren't. But it looks like uh, Eric West is back in, right?
3: Yeah, he did. He, uh, he, he was wavering and, and didn't think he would be able to get the time off. And, um, he's been pretty hard into age of Sigmar, it looks like. And, uh, then I guess last week, it was just like, all right, I'm coming. I'm going to, I'm going to drive down with some guys. So, um, yeah, he, um, I'd say quite a few Midwest guys dropped out. I don't know Ryan Nichol couldn't come his, but his kids do like that weekend or right, something. Right, right. Yeah. Bad planning. Um, Let's see, uh, I don't know why Grant Fetter's not coming. His kid's already born, and he has like a month off. I think he's just being a jerk. Um, who else came down? Jake Murphy, even though he's in hot, he won't talk to me or tell me why he's not coming down. So, I don't know. I think they're just embarrassed that they're
2: going to get beat again like they did yeah, last year. Yeah, probably. That's totally they're, it. They're they're afraid of the BBD. Yeah, who isn't?
3: BBD. BBD.
2: Um,
3: but, yeah, so, it. you know, we... As things kind of progressed this year, um, we ended up with a very, very interesting mix. And I know you guys kind of asked me, and I, it, it's been passed around on Twitter, um, and I just kind of typed it all out. But we have uh, Ogre Kingdoms uh, jumped back up this year with seven demons, are at eight players, Warriors Chaos are at six. So, I mean, those are pretty high, but Og- I mean, Ogre's jumping back up there was pretty good. One Empire this year. Um, just everything's really even across the, across the way, uh, outside of those three hours. Everybody's at 3, 4, 5, um, and those are at you know seven, eight, six. And so it just a uh, really interesting split. Um, with the bonus units, you can get plus 10 to your overall score. Well, you can start and you can get none. Then you can get one if you take one choice. Take two choices, you get three. Take three choices, you get plus six. You take full four, you get plus 10. Well, we Only a fool take doesn't plus take 10. plus 10. Uh, yeah, ask Eric West about that. Um, he will tell you the horror stories of not... A v- fool. Nine. That's right. About um, 40 players took, uh, took plus 10 this year. 16 took uh, plus 6. Two took plus 3, and then one each at 1 and 0. And the 0 army is like Beastman Chariot spam list that's super fun, but he was like, I want to run this, I don't care about bonus. So I was like, dude, bring what you want. That looks awesome.
2: Yeah, that's... I'm not taking it to get ahead.
3: No, every every character's mounted on a chariot. It's just nice. chariot, chariot, chariot. Yeah, it's sweet. It
2: that's was super, sweet. super fun. Well, sweet, man. Uh, and Rock Wars this year is another closed list uh, setup. So, you know, it's a little bit different than what we normally do with all the events in the South being open list, right?
3: Yeah, that's correct. I... You know, and, and last year I started it because nobody else was doing close list. Like I said, I didn't want to be I didn't want to be the same thing. Um, with so many tournaments in the south and so many so many close, and as you pointed out, um, I pull from so many places here in Woodrock. I'm ten hours from out from San Antonio, where Ryan is, and I'm ten hours from Chicago. I'm ten hours from Omaha. I'm seven hours from Birmingham, Alabama. So, and I'm six hours from Oklahoma City. So we really get such a big pool. But in the South, for the tournaments I go to, and tournaments in Texas primarily, we don't do closed lists. Right. Um, and I said, well, let me give people a different option. I've heard all the arguments against it. Mark and I went to um, Blood in the Sun last summer, or two summers ago, and played closed yep. list, and I loved it. Um, it was absolutely a blast. There were no problems. Didn't have a problem with anyone's list. Nobody cheated. Nobody did all this. And I said, you know what? We're going to go have a good time. If somebody cheats, I'll deal with it then. Um, didn't have any problems with it last year. It worked out fantastic. And uh, I think people really enjoyed it. It's just something different because when you travel to five or six or, you know, like us, eight GTs a year, I want to play the same thing all the time. And to be honest, I don't want to be a TO at a tournament that's the exact same as all the other tournaments I've played. That just doesn't sound fun to me.
4: Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, I agree.
3: close list and, uh, you know, and that's going to feed over into uh, Wednesday night. We're going to do the the match pairings, which I started last year. So we'll have it have it up on the Rock Wars YouTube channel, and uh, we'll do all the pairings for round one. And um, the myself and the other two hosts will have closed list versions this year, which we did last year, so that we could talk about them and kind of say this is what this is what we see. This is how they play.
2: Yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you my list, just so you guys know it. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you mine
0: too there's there's no surprises in mine yeah um i yeah. want to jump on that bandwagon too when i did Wapaca, we did a closed list for i think mm. the first few games i don't remember if it was the whole tournament because being a Texan i was just handing in my list anyway but it adds a an interesting level to the game that we don't get down here alamo is going to have one game closed list this year Nice. Um, I think it's nice. I don't think it's nice enough to do for every game, because we do have some of those Californians that come out, and you don't oh, really trust those them. Fucking, you, those you West
2: Coast bitches. Or
1: Game 3, because everybody's going to be either too drunk or too hungover to remember what was in their list. <laughs> so doing a close list thing would be perfect. Right. That would
0: be pretty funny. Yeah, it'll be Game 1. Um, It'll go out in the Hey, I updated the rules email, and yeah, it's a fun thing, and I look forward to doing it up at Rock Wars. Yeah,
3: and I know Shiloh Slaughter's done it for, for forever. Closed list, uh, clo- uh, closed list blind deployment. It's my favorite scenario anywhere um, and because I know it's coming every year at Shiloh. You're going to have closed list. it's going to be blind deployment, and um, you just know what to expect. And it's a ton of fun. It adds a lot to the, to the tournament, I think. Um, so I try to do it at Rock Wars.
4: Nice.
2: Alright, well, I think that covers that pretty good. We'll go ahead and uh, take a quick break and come back to you guys after we uh, have this little interlude
4: What you trying to do? I looked at the man. And I...
2: Back, that was for that loser that just dropped out of San Antonio's premier GT, the Alamo GT, Jeremy effing Campbell. Yeah, that was Jeremy, for you because you a you bitch. Penis. <sighs> it's because Volbeat sucks. Yeah, I, well, I heard I heard rumor that Volbeat is like the best band ever, but I have never seen proof. Clearly, you heard it from the wrong person. Well, we are back from break. We are on the beer phase, and it is time for the beer phase. What are you drinking, Mark?
1: Um, uh,
2: again, still,
1: still double timing here. Uh, I I went a little lighter on the second round, so I'm going with the Martin House Salty Lady.
2: Ooh, I had those in the fridge for tonight.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I've, I've still got like three or four left. Um, I'm drinking it straight out of the can because I've already bouqueted this one. Yeah, it's salty. Um, so it's it's gonna be the salty lady. I, I know what this tastes like, so I don't have to worry about opening it up and letting it breathe and stuff. Um and then i am on my third or fourth pot of sake. I'm not sure which. Um right. but I'm still out of the A and M uh shot glass. So we're going All
2: right. Hayne, what about you? Well,
3: I uh Going from an Oktoberfest, I went something a little different. I went with Odell's Mercenary IPA. Boom. Good yeah, call. Yeah, good. super good. And I'm, I'm drinking it out of my Crafting Growler Tulip glass.
2: Very, very Mark Cox of you.
4: <laughs> what about you, you, Ryan? You know, I well, don't I refilled actually my... own...
2: Stop. Wait.
0: One second. <laughs> I don't Robot, actually
1: please. own a Crafting Growler glass.
0: <gasps> What? what? you like them yeah. so much to steal one they, no
1: I'm not going to steal one they give me free shit all the time fucking I just, noob I, I, I tried to talk to the guy driving me back up from the tailgate I was like you know if we're going to go through Dallas we could make a pit stop and get a couple uh-huh. of beers and he was Shocker. like no nah, man I gotta get home I'm like ah okay so yeah I don't have a glass yet but I'll, I'll get one eventually sorry random it's okay.
0: No, it's fine. I'm used to it. Um, I refilled my Ragnar's Thorhilder and decided to double fist as well. Um, and I went with a black ale from Bent Paddle Brewing in Duluth, Minnesota.
2: Nice. Alright, I am going to do what the segment requires of me. And I went ahead and cracked open a Deep Elum Oak Cliff Coffee Ale, which is an American brown ale. And that's going to roll us into our next segment. That's a uh, 7.5% with a 33 IBU. It is uh, it is a s- typical sweet brown ale. has uh, really rich dark coffee notes, almost like drinking a cup of coffee, which is nice when we're recording late. So with that being said, it's perfect for rolling into our next segment, which is brown ales. Uh, and uh, why don't you give give the uh, audience a reason why we're doing brown ales, Mark? Cool. Uh, so uh, when, when I was hungover
1: driving back this morning or, or this afternoon, uh, I threw out a little preface on the uh, podcast Twitter. I was like, hey guys, what do you want to talk about? Um, we'll throw it out there. And uh, Nick, Nick Finsky decided he was going to throw out that, uh, in general, brown ales are generic and terrible. And this is me paraphrasing. This is not Nick talking directly, even though he wasn't that far off from saying that. But uh, everybody tries to act like their brown ales are always really, really good, but they're all kind of... The made, same. Like there's, yeah. yeah, there's there's not a whole lot to a brown ale, is, is his essential point. And so he wants to get our, our way in on that.
2: Well... Technically, there's really not a lot to a brown ale, right? I mean, there's you, you've almost well, you, all the malts. Almost all the malts are gonna be close to the same. I mean, most brown ales are gonna have almost the same body. They're gonna have almost the same, you know, weight to them. You can you can hop the shit out of one, right? Like, and get that really hoppy flavor. But um in general, brown ales are not super hoppy. They're gonna be under thirty IBUs most of the time, but they're always going to be on your higher scale of alcohol per volume, right? Because they they're going to be on on scale as, like they're going to ferment as long as you're going to have like a lager. I mean, am I am I missing anything on that, Ryan? I don't well, think I you mean, are... Ryan or Ryan or
1: Hane, um, yeah. both of you need to weigh in here because both of you have root before, so.
0: Um, there are some things you can do with brown ales. Um, I know a lot of companies do additives to them. Um, Avery's 21 anniversary, I think had black currant or something in it. You can Mm -hmm. do some fruits to give it sort of a sweeter note, make it closer to a, uh, Belgian dark, almost like a Belgian quad or a Belgian strong dark. Yeah. Um, and a lot of breweries do some really good flagship browns that are just sessionable as all get-out. Um, Real yeah. Ale's Brewhouse Brown, I can drink all day long and not care. Um, upslope up in uh, Denver does a brown ale that's really, really good. Um, it's crisper from what I remember. It's almost lagerish in the way it finishes.
2: Like a black lager?
0: Yeah, it's almost a black lager. Um, and then one of my favorite beers of all time, the uh, Dogfish Head Raison d'Etre. I want to say is a brown ale.
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's it is a, mean, it's, it's a pretty borderline, a but yeah, it's a high IBU, um brown ale.
3: Yeah, and I think the the thing here is is are, are we talking about American or English browns? Um, I mean, American, uh, yeah. well, and, and and because I I am a I'm an English brown fan. Um, sure, and, and and you're I mean you're dropping the high end of an English brown is four and a half. Uh, ABVs and, and your IBUs are under 30.
2: Under 30, yeah. Yeah.
3: Now, an American brown is always going
2: to be more hoppy. Yeah.
3: 4.5 to 6.5, 6.2, 6.5 uh, ABV, and your IBUs jump up 30 to 45. So, uh, what do we do? We overhop because we're American. Right. We, we want to so um, That's Ryan, the American trend over things. Uh, upslopes, brown in Colorado. Theirs is an American brown. Now, you go to City Star. Also in Colorado, they do an English brown. Both have won golds at GABF, um, and both consistently rate top five. Um, they're both fantastic, just different styles of that brown. But uh, my my best friend and I, we both love browns. I love brown with a with a burger. I love browns with a with with a good steak because the the caramel and the nutty really helps. That you know when you when you um, put that sear on your meat, you're really getting all. It's just complimentary. Uh, instead of being contrasting, it it really lifts those flavors. And uh, we're both English brown fans, and like I even tweeted this out today. When I drink an English, when I drink a brown, when I get done, I want to go, that was good and completely unremarkable. Like, if you are left going, oh, that was super nutty or that was super hoppy, you're probably out of the brown category. You've probably moved into something else. They are very easy, sessionable Uh, easy on your palate beers. And that's what I like about them. I don't want them all the time, but I do want, when I want one, that's what I want.
2: Well, that's literally what I had said to uh, Nick too, is like, look, Browns are one of those beers that you can add almost anything to it. You can, and it's going to pick it up. Lots of people add fruit notes to it. Lots of people add nut notes to it. But like in general, it's going to, it's going to drink like a lot of Brown ales, no matter what. And have oh said introduced quality to brown ale, like brown ale is one of the easiest things to to actually do for brewing your first beer if you're gonna do some kind of a nuance additive to it um,
0: no. on that on that vein, I did an aging test once with brown ale where i logger i tried to lager ferment it i tried to uh uh oak ferment it, and then I fermented it in a carboy. And it produced three very, well, not hugely different, but it, it lets you play with what that kind of change does to a beer.
3: Oh, yeah. I've had a, I don't remember who it was. I think it was out in Colorado. Somebody did a Kolsch Brown. So they, it was very, wow. very interesting, um, very clean, very crisp. And, you know, I think as Ryan said, you know, I mean, you, you can't, you can play around with them. The problem is, is because they're so low alcohol. They don't hold. I mean, you know, they're they. You can infuse them, like Jeff said, and and they it comes out nice. But, you know, it's not something like a like a high barley wine or anything that you're going to sit on for a year. You're going to brew it and infuse it and then and then drink it as quick as you can. I hope.
2: Yeah, I mean, you,
0: you can do an imperial brown. I know Clown Shoes has one that's I yes. want to say in the seven percent range. Brown Angel. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that one's pretty good. But for the most part you're not gonna find anyone that's that's doing an imperial batch of it. Just because the flavor is not remarkable enough to go. You know what would make this better? More alcohol. That's right.
2: Yeah, I'd like to like for our browns and stuff like that, I'd like to hear from some of our our actual followers and stuff like that. Like we got uh, uh John Hoyland over in uh I'm sorry if I butchered your name, but I think it's Hoyland. Uh over in the UK. We've got a couple UK listeners that have been Talking to us a little bit about beer, which is nice. Um, he's he's been looking for a lot of our local beers that maybe he could find over there in the UK, but uh, he's over in York. And well, he he was
1: also asking what beers of theirs do we get over here, which it's got to be a reduced selection. I mean, yeah, I know it's I've pretty, run into stuff, But
2: yeah, that's why I was asking yeah. him. You know, like you know, what's something we could pick up out here that you know that they export because um i mean i haven't made a trip down the street to the the specs or something like that which would have something that's gonna have you know some kind of nice import uh yet i plan to go over there after rock wars and get back to him on that but um looking looking for some of that stuff i know that ryan would you talked to him about uh a beer didn't you uh which would hobgoblin which i think yeah, they
0: Brown, but I really think it's an ESB. Uh, there's a lot extra of overlap between those two categories, yeah. but Hobgoblin falls more into the extra special bitter, which is a very, yeah. very British style. Yeah,
1: I, I've, I've had Hobgoblin. I
2: love I the ESBs, man. We we that's one of my e- favorite ESBs beers. ESBs are that we great, do. but Hobgoblin yeah. in general was
1: just spectacular. Yeah. He was also talking mm-hmm. about a uh, an Imperial Red, and I mean, without knowing how theirs tastes, I would. I would put up the Velvet Hammer as kind of a counterpoint yeah, to that because that's, that's an Imperial Red that Peticolis makes. It's heavier on hops, um, but we kind of covered the American hop. Yeah, that's what Americans infatuation. Do. Uh, but it's a spectacular beer.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I'll just, I, I like all kinds of beer. I'll drink I'll drink Euro Euro beers. I'll drink American beers. I, I I'm not the heavy hop fan myself, but you know, if you send me an IPA, am probably not going to drink it unless it's like a double or triple or something like that. Cause it's just not my thing. But I, I get I get the people that really do like them, but it's just not my it's not my not my preference. But um, if you're one of the Australian or UK listeners that uh, is following us, send us a uh, send us some recommendations for a beer on our Twitter page. Um, and we'll see if we can find them out here and review them for you guys for our post-Rock Wars podcast. So,
0: And if there's a, a style out there you'd like to have us talk about in depth, um, we come from a variety of backgrounds on the styles we like to drink. We can talk about anything. Force these guys to drink some IPAs. I'd approve of that. Force me <laughs> to drink a Kolsch or a lager.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, let's
0: be honest. Like... The, the spark
1: right now, at least from what I've seen in brewing, tends yeah, to be right. towards, to, towards, there's brown ales. there's a lot of those cropping up, but sours seem to be on the rise okay. right now.
0: I'm seeing two um, trends going on right now in brewing. One is sours, uh, or yeah. Berliner Weisses, which are pretty oh, much yeah. sours, yeah. and the other is doing what they did with black IPAs about three or four years ago, where you take a beer... And make the flavor profile completely opposite, opposite to the yeah. color. Right, so you're getting a lot of like best, coffee best, pale ales. Best beer I've ever had that flips
1: the script on how it looks to how it tastes is that uh, what was it Hain? It was that uh,
3: coffee that... lager?
1: No, no, no. It was it was the it was the breakfast beer. Remember? Oh, what was it called?
3: Yes. It's the yeah, the pancake one. No, it was yeah.
1: Brunch yeah money? It had this. It had the brunch money. There brunch money. Yeah, it's a so,
3: pale Armadillo beer. Brunch money. It's super pale. looks like a lager. tastes like coffee. Yep. It was amazing.
0: It was I, I had the Hey Joe this week that was the exact same thing. I thought I was drinking a cup of coffee, and it was a nice amber color.
3: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Berlin Vices, I had one uh, last week at a place in Omaha, the uh, brewery uh, that the guys here on the uh, Crescent Moon started, Mark, and uh, what I was talking to you about. They, had, uh, they actually made syrups with it the way that they would make the syrups yeah in, the in way they're supposed to. yeah and i mean those guys went to germany and, and toured around and studied and then like they made traditional syrups and that berliner weiss was fantastic um so I, I couldn't say enough good things about all their stuff
2: nice well i think that'll uh cover what we plan to cover for the evening um hayne if you can Go ahead and give everybody the lowdown on where they can find you, where they can contact you, and if they're coming this weekend, where they can find their matchups.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. So you can contact me on Facebook, Payne Begley. You can get me on Twitter, at Um You can also contact me through the website, uh, www.rockwarsgt.com. And this Wednesday, starting about 7.30 p.m., um, we're going to do live matchup draws for round one uh, Mark Cox will be on with me and then, uh, Matt Farah, but he'll be on with me. We're going to do that on, um, the rock horse GT, uh, YouTube website. So it's just rock horse GT. You can search for it there and uh, it'll all be up there. And, uh, I think other than that, uh, I mean, you can find rock horse GT on Facebook as well. Uh, I just update that with the same thing on the website and the same thing on Twitter, just another place to contact us. And, uh, if you want to come play this weekend, uh, send me a message. Let me know. i got plenty of tables and plenty of space, and uh, I promise it will be a fantastic time.
2: Cool. Well, thanks uh, thanks for joining us, Hayne, and uh, we'll get back to you guys after Rock Wars.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. enjoyed it. Yeah, man. And Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us. I'll see you Friday.
2: Yes, sir. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff.
0: At BeerWog for Ryan or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com at capamr05
1: for Mark at phase, all one word, for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com. It is, all one word, at gmail.com.